Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 378. I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, in beautiful Savage, Minnesota, joined by Charlie Carden. Bearer of finger. See, look, it's better now. Oh, no. Oops. Sorry. I shouldn't have done that, should I? Hi, everybody. Uh, how's it going on this beautiful Saturday in East Grand Rapids, Michigan? Boom, bang, pow. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we are ready to get fun. This is, I think, the sequel to Victoria Day. So, and in honoring Victoria Day, we bring in someone who has not been on the podcast in over 200 episodes, crazy as it is, Mr. Sean Capri from Carpool Gaming. How are you, Sean? Todd, some people said you would never make it another 200 episodes, but here we are. <laughs> and let me guess what? Episodes. That, was, yeah, that was you, wasn't it, you son of a bitch? You, you were crazy who did? the whole time. Some people Damn said it. it was in the ether. I don't know, but here uh, you are. It's, you are terrible. unstoppable. If you and, and wise man once said, if you get past episode 10, you go on forever. So I guess the wow. that's a very, very low bar. Very yeah. low bar. Yeah, he was well. <laughs> Well, and, and and sometimes you just keep rebooting and you start over again and over again, and I get you, know, you add them all up. Yeah, you all right. you add them all up like Marvel does and get their like legacy numbering. So it counts. between all of your podcasts, you have like three three million episodes. Oh exactly. my god, I love it! I love it. We should relate. You know, Todd, you know what we could start doing if we want to get closer to a thousand is uh, start adding all of our network episodes together. We might oh, get closer. Wow. We might get closer to five hundred. It's a dangerous game to do that, though, because as soon as you do, you start to realize maybe I should be better at this by now. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of hours at this. We're supposed to be experts by now. Well, you know, if you look, yeah, if you if you do our network feed, if you put all those episodes in, that could be. But, yeah, you're right. You look back at some of the past, you know, regular hosts and co-hosts we've had that haven't been so great. No names being named. Uh, Yeah, I would prefer that. They're all great. They're all all great. And oh, we all, never, and we've never had technical issues, right? And we've never gone over three hours. <laughs> never. I don't allow it. I am the I am Johnny Stopwatch. But oh, wow. uh, speaking of uh, things that break records and are exceptional, the cover this week. Now, Todd, this is it's the Incredible Hulk number three hundred and seventy-eight from the end of nineteen ninety-one. Now, is this? During your beloved Peter David run, still that was a long. This run, was wasn't it? this was Peter David right in the yeah. heart of that. We had the Gray Hulk, Mister Fix It. Uh, I believe Dale Keown was uh, illustrating oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. And we found it this time apparently that Hulk's greatest enemy was Santa Claus. Well, and you know you can really an at Santa Claus again because not only does he have a uh, crowbar, but the crowbar has a price tag on it, which doubles as obviously where Dale Keown signed his name. So he stole the crowbar, uh, or he was just he got it as a gift, and whoever gave it to him was very tacky. This is my mother. Well, probably. it was a you gift give a, for Hulk when he hit him. Here's a gift for you. Yeah. You don't give a Merry gift Christmas. with a price tag on it. That's what mom taught me. So uh, this uh, Santa, is it's a very low-class scenario. So I'm just, I'm not impressed, but I am curious to see where this goes. So this might be uh, something that if we uh, can fix the numbers, we work into our, you know, time crapsule when we, re- when we read old episodes uh, or old issues that we featured uh, covers of. So because I'm, I'm curious, but morbidly so. Yeah. So, Sean, if you looked at this comic, would a young Sean Capri, who in 1991, I have no clue how old you would have been. I'd have been seven. Uh, seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, would, this, would this have jumped off the shelf and said, I want to read Hulk 
beating up Santa. Oh man, I don't know. This looks like it looks like it's not supposed to exist. It looks like a a bit of a I don't know. It's something at the dollar store. It's, it's something that really isn't quite right. But it looks like something that would be packed in in a box of Cheerios or something. Like it looks like an extra. It doesn't I don't know. It doesn't look like something in a mainline anything. Uh, but so no, you're I don't think smirching so. my beautiful Cheerios, my company's. Oh. Or Shreddies. How about Shreddies? Should I put Shreddies? Shreddies? How about that? Shreddies. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Oh. We didn't have sugar cereal when I was growing up. We were just, we, we dumped brown sugar on top. And, and, Ooh. you know, that oh, was that's so different. That's well, different. That's how you know it wasn't a nutritional choice by my parents. It was a cost choice that the, like, uh, you, you buy the brown sugar separately in bulk at Costco and then you get, you know, real cheap Cheerios and Shreddies. And my brother would just go like, teaspoons tablespoons just like <laughs> and it would layer at the bottom you'd chew it up afterwards it's just like diabetes in a bowl mm, but anyways that, diabetes, diabetes to to please all stripes it's it's, it's delightful you made wilford mm. brimley proud yeah uh, he was uh, warning us he was trying to warn us exactly <laughs> like what was that wilfred my heart stop it i'll oh, worry God. about that when i'm 65 exactly, <laughs> if, exactly. we're it, still waiting if I get there. Oh, my God. Well, this has been a joy. Diabetes and the Hulk. But moving <laughs> along, I think it's time uh, to get on down to the corner of Hollywood and Vine. We've got to talk to our senior news correspondent, the oldest and sharpest and scariest lady in the business. That would be Madam Webb. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, I know you were off celebrating Star Wars celebrations in beautiful California. You dressed up as Mon Mothma, but uh, unfortunately you forgot to come clothed. So you were <laughs> taken out. You wore a mask, but you didn't come close. So you know what, Madam Webb? Read the room. Read the guidelines. Stay clothed. Genevieve O'Reilly would be highly disappointed or flattered. I'm not sure. We've never met. So, well, you know, no. uh, so Star Wars Celebrations, Charlie, you, you and I just talked about this on the last episode, a couple of news pieces. But um, before we get really get into it, Sean, um, what's your take on all the news with Star Wars Celebrations? I mean, we got mostly TV news and there was actually a story we won't talk about what's basically there's a new star wars shows for kids and it's all about the the jedi adventures so i think for you and people with young kids that's exciting so what'd you think of all the star wars celebrations nudes i i don't know if it's a hipster take on any of this stuff or what but like i kind of need to like take it at my own pace and for whatever reason and because i e3 is coming up for video games and that's where i'm gonna like sit in front of a screen and be marketed to and i'm gonna get excited about all that stuff when it comes to like tv and movies i kind of go like I have a bit of a, a my guard, my walls are up and I, maybe I've been hurt before. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Maybe there's an, it's an overwhelming amount of content, which doesn't really add up because video games are way longer. I should be able to binge through all this stuff. No problem. But I need to like step in at my own pace. Uh, Obi-Wan is a really good example of this. I just watched the Ooh. first episode that I'm sure we'll get into. Maybe. But like I made the choice by myself. I didn't just like watch it because it was it was coming out. I genuinely love Ewan McGregor and I cannot wait to see where this story goes. And already I'm, I'm very pleased with it, I, but I don't know. I, I need to, I need to take it as it comes out, I think. So I'm, I'm glad to see Star Wars continues to, to go on, but that was always going to be the case. So there's nothing really, nothing really new there. And then there's a new video game coming out and it's coming out in 2023 and Joseph Moran can suck it because it impacts his fantasy league in a big way. And I was right again. 
what I got to say so about Charlie, that. Charlie, they do a unique thing um, where it's been really fun basically trying to guess what games will come out, and then they get points if they pick those, and if they get a, a, a critic score, they get points. And then you can do some counter-programming, say, I don't think that's coming out, and then you can derail them. Well, this game, Joe Moran, you know, Joe's been on our oh, podcast sure. yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, he picked that this game was coming out in 2022. It is not. So he's basically missing points now. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love the game. I think, I I think we, could, we could start doing that with Star Wars movies, except for it being very short. That's what game. I want to do. <laughs> I am in. If you guys do a movie thing for that, I am totally in. Oh, Based on like Sean. Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Oh, my God. I am yeah. in. Oh. Sean, we do a we do a movie wager. Uh, yeah. Summer yes. movie wager yeah. Every summer where we have to pick the, the like who's going to score the and, most and, money. And. Oh, yeah. And that's the trophy for winning. Get out, really? That's yeah. awesome. It travels. It, the, uh, the game's been going on uh, since 2016. The only place it hasn't traveled is Savage, Minnesota. So we will open that up again next year. That's so we'll awesome. Open it up. We'll have a SFU Movie Wager League. It's so much fun because everybody ends up being probably wrong. Mm-hmm. And right. one of those movies we're going to talk about, which is probably going to derail everybody's numbers, is Top Gun. But Big we'll time. talk about that in a Big little time. bit. All um, right. So yeah, this trailer drop. Back on track. Star, yeah. Star Wars Fallen... Jedi Fallen Order 2 Survivor is coming out in 2023. We don't really have a specific date, but um, this is a favorite of Mark Carabin, our, yep. my co-host, your co-host, Charlie. Uh, and he loves it so much. Cal Kestis has become this big, just awesome character that people just glom onto and love. And um, this is a bright spot as part of the EA games that they've actually developed and released and i can't think of anybody that didn't like this game um, i i love i love cameron monaghan because again irish represent and loved him in shameless but uh, i love the character again my involvement with video games and sean i'm sure you remember my only love for video games has to do with the lego games which my wife and i are really mired in playing lego star wars right now and yeah oh i just God, got from the we're mm-hmm. just really, really digging on it. But uh, Cameron Monaghan, the character of Cal Kestis, is such a photocopy uh, of the actor, and it's done so well. I, I love that cutscene movie. And even, uh, who's that? The actress who played the uh, the Black Jedi, the female. Uh, oh, Deborah, she was in that TV, yeah. Yeah, Deborah, Deborah, yeah. Deborah Morgan. Deborah, Mor- Deborah something. Um, well, that was a pretty good cut of her as well. And even the droid really looked like the droid, and the alien guy looked like the real alien guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but these uh, names, Charlie, are so specific. I know, alien yeah. The, guy, droid the, guy, the, yep, droid guy, alien guy, the other, the, the other alien guy. Um, but yeah, Cal Kestis, what a guy. I have a figure. There's been two figures of him, and I have the second one that came out because I missed the first one. And the second one, he's like he's uh, he's wearing like his overalls and stuff. He just doesn't have that cool thing. But there'll probably be a third one. Figures keep sucking me back in. I can't I can't ever get away from it. I try. I'm trying. Anyway, so so yeah, this game is going to be on next gen or. Call it new gen hardware and PC, so it should be fantastic with new pro, uh, new new uh, capabilities, which will be awesome. So Charlie, you're gonna have to just watch the videos unless you get a new console. I, I, I think you're I, gonna do that. I will, and yeah, I, me getting a new console would be this one. I think the consoles usually die; do they have shelf life? They can just drive. They just drive. Yeah, yeah. They they do a Thanos. Thanos yeah, goes home. Mm-hmm. Once the cockroaches oh, are Xbox, yeah, replace right. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it would it would take something for me, or or it would have to be a Lego game I can't play on this one. And then I'll get a new one. So yeah, that's right. But, I mean, they I'm sure that the systems. I'm sure that's a ways down the road. So yeah, but who knows? So Sean, any anything else to say on this game? Only only that, and without spoiling anything, the way that the first game ends. 
I that's probably the thing that I'm most excited to see. Like, where does this game go? Because the 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 ending for the first game is spectacular, and it's worth the entire journey. Sure. Not that it's a slog at all. Um, so I'm excited about that, and also the droid more BD one, please. Like that's you know we talk about the the main character, but really this 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 game did a wonderful job for the universe in introducing us to another lovable droid. So more of that. And please. they announced, and that was part of the celebration of zones and they did announce there's a big Lego droid of that's version awesome. of it. That's like a hundred bucks. It's about, I think it's like real size. So yeah. it's actually like real size, which is great. And, um, I did want to say this game has like a five year time jump. So oh, yeah, they do show him kind of by himself and he's, mm-hmm. his light, his lightsaber is gone. So that's going to be really cool. And Ooh. I'm, I'm hopeful that Cal will eventually be introduced into the live action. I think I feel like it's That'd inevitable be amazing because yeah. yeah, I think it's inevitable because again, the time frame of him falls within, uh, or even animated, he falls within the Bad Batch, Obi Wan, Andor space uh, where they could find a way to make it happen. So fingers crossed. One of those three. One of those three. Or flashback somewhere. This and that. Who knows. Yeah, but it'd be great. So, so the next story is there. Like I said, there really wasn't a lot more news after the first day. Um, but then we got this really cool interview from Games Radar uh, with Kathleen Kennedy, which really goes into a lot more details about the things that were not talked about at celebrations when she was on stage. Um, so, one of the first things she talked about is the fact that we now know that Taika Waititi's movie is going to be next, and it's going to be actually late 2023. Wow. Um, wow. So which based mean, on which that, I was surprised there was no like super cast yeah. reveals. No, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, because whatever it is, as I said, they're deep, deep, deep into production. If not, you know, I feel like, oh, we couldn't get organized, but, you know, it's like three weeks from now, we'll get an announcement. It's like, come on, you guys. Yeah. But yeah, yeah some, something with this has to be happening like now, now, if it's actually going to come out. R- remember, you know, what a dynasty Star Wars was, you know, starting with, um, uh, the, uh, the Force Awakens uh, of a Christmas movie franchise. It's like you know, a couple Christmases in a row. You know, three three Christmases in a row. We got a Star Wars movie, uh, and it was it was an event. You know, so that that would be my guess. But do we get glimpses from that? What it's going to be? That's the question. no, no. Well, she did make a she did make a note to say that really, I think she's really pushing this to say that the movies really be, will be where they push the for, the stories forward, explore right. areas that we haven't got before. The the TV shows will be the 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 building within those eras, which is perfectly fine. Um, and she's talking about moving on to a new post uh Skywalker saga to a new saga, which Thank I think is goodness essential to keep a franchise alive and healthy and bring in new fans that probably could care less maybe about the prequels or the sequels. They did, I mean, well, I know, it, not, yeah. to find something to bring all of the fans together will never exist. It's the same thing with Star Trek. That's but right. Look at Star Trek being, you know, it's been around for, you know, over 50 years. Uh, there have been now 10 different series with other new ones being made because, you know, people age, they're getting more into animation, which makes that easier. But different stories, different ways to approach things. And that's something that Star Wars hasn't done in such a great way, except for within the Disney era, I hate to say it. Uh, people, you know, people want to throw garbage at me, whatever it is, but Disney has pushed the envelope and they've taken the chances, some of which have failed and some of which have been notable and exceptional. One of which we're going to talk about here in a minute with Kenobi, which was very exceptional to me, but you know, they've had their failures too. But again, you know, it's the old adage of you, you know, you can't make an omelet. Um, 
So you're right. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to trash on Kathleen Kennedy for, oh, she ruined my childhood because the last Jedi and bird, 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 thing, and then people want to piss and moan. But again, it's either going to stay what it was or it's going to it's going to push the envelope and be something new or it's just going to die. So do you want it to die or do you want it? Do you want to see something new? So in seeing something new, there's going to be there's going to be successes and there's going to be failures. So this is amazing news to me. Yeah. And don't and tempt me with the choice this. of death or the last Jedi, Charlie. Oh, <laughs> don't. is that like give me give me don't liberty or on give, the me, table. give me the last give Jedi me or, give me or give me murder? I don't know. Yeah, give me death or, know, or torture. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, Sean, with with yourself having two younglings, um, this next movie could potentially be your kids like entry, like with their own right. Star Wars, C- movie. like the prequels were 20 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is where it's like, this could be their Star Wars. So it and better be good. Damn it. It better be like, they <laughs> don't want their, them to be looking back for the rest of their lives on something that's absolute trash and garbage. So yeah, I mean, mm, for a, right. a number of reasons, like there for every, and I'm being hyperbolic for, you know, for hilarity's sake, but it has to be, it has to be good for a variety of reasons. Obviously I want my kids um, to be introduced into the universe with a good movie, but there's a lot of ground to make up, at least in the movie world. Um, TV seems to be going okay, so maybe we're finding our footing here. But like to me, this is that there's a formula here. This has been figured out at this point. That's why movies and TV should be better now than I think we're actually seeing. We're still stumbling a little bit. Marvel mm-hmm. has figured this out. Like that, and it all is under the same umbrella. So and I'm starting to see some similarities in this. So I'm really just hopeful that those lessons actually carry over. Like we don't have to keep learning these same lessons on how to build big universes and expanded universes and all these things that we figured it out. So hopefully they can apply that to star Wars in a way that, that makes sense. I see them dipping their toes every once in a while. Like there's new characters over here. There's new, like I said, it's a tall order to introduce a new character into the mix here or a new Mm -hmm. droid. Like that's you're going up against like R2D2 and some of the most iconic characters in, in cinema and in storytelling. So yeah, it's hard to get right, but I'm seeing I'm I'm positive that this is going to be a good thing, and I am excited to to see them do more movies because that is as I'm I'm not the type of person who's going to watch every minute of every single thing. I haven't watched Boba Fett yet. Um, I'm in on please on don't. Kenobi. Well, there you go. Like, and I like <laughs> so, and it's it's the mix up. But I'll show up to the movies. Like, I'll show up right. to every single right. one. So that's where right. I'm at. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, and I think, uh, and, and, and Todd, you and John and I were having this conversation recently, and I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know how recently it was, but yeah, Star Wars is, you know, it's, it has its, its basis in the movies, and you know, for good or for bad, it's, it's a spectacle that is unmissable. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. it's dynamic. It's dynamic. It's uh, it catches the attention of, of the world, certainly of, of the, of our culture, of our fandom, regardless um, so whatever it is that they're going to do, it's going to it's going to grab a lot of eyes. Where the TV thing, I'm not going to say it's it's not super niche, but it certainly does not have the eyes on it. Of the oh my god, even if it's you know the Phantom Menace, think about think about all the money and all the eyes and all the people going to see it over and over again for good or for bad, and we're going to say mostly bad. Uh, but, but it's it it's, it's still I think that's the most important thing. Like it, I'm satisfied with a movie every year or two years, whatever. That's fine. Right. But like, there's a rabid fan base who needs more than that. And the TV is like perfect. Right. For right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You draw the line. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
Good, you know, like I said, you, you curse Kathleen Kennedy as much as you want. Of course, people do, uh, which is pointless because it, 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 it Todd, it's those online petitions. Oh, sign an online petition to get Kathleen Kennedy well, fired. Huh? I'm not her biggest fan because of a lot of the things that have occurred. You heard so much noise, a lot of the firing and the hiring and right, the way yeah, certain solo. things were handled. That's essentially yeah. her, that's her responsibility. And you see what's going with Marvel. You saw Star Wars start like this when she took it over. It started big and then it kind of shrank down, whereas Marvel with Kevin Feige just grew and grew and grew. So right. you kind of see a, a, a dynamic there. And, and ultimately she got to take on this because she had a relationship with both Lucas and uh, Spielberg. She grew right. up with them. So she's of that age and um, she can keep a ship afloat. And that was right. really what it was to then say what's next for Star Wars. Cause she's, she's 60 some odd years old. She's not going to be there forever. So it's basically, she's keeping afloat until the next leadership can come in and, right. and truly hopefully do something phenomenal with Star Wars. So you, you, you think it'll be the, the F and F show. It'll be Favreau and Filoni that really take over. I don't think they should. I think it should be someone else that has a viewpoint of what's good for overall Star Wars versus just the but set of characters. It doesn't have to be like Filoni likes this area. Right, he likes the box. I agree. Outside of this area, and Favreau's a great guy, and he does things really well. But I don't know if he's great for everything Star Wars. But the thing is, they're they're they, you know you you could consider them heir apparent. Is somebody just going to pop out and be? Ta-da, I'm a new you, guy and taking over. I, I think you get somebody who has a bigger lens than just I make movies and could I write be. scripts. Right. Yeah. I I think uh, there's nowhere to go but up. From yeah. Star Wars, but Hopefully. something that is probably not going to go up. Ooh. Oh damn! This God. one is so weird. Yeah, but it I, makes... I, I, and I will claim I broke this a couple of days ago, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, so very well summed up, Charlie. Because uh, <laughs> apparently we are getting, and this is an interesting take on basically IP that now is public domain. Yeah, um, right. And that's that's part of the hearts and minds of the reason why you you have certain things that go to public domain is because before a certain year, before Disney existed, essentially, um, things went into the public domain. Sherlock Holmes, I believe Alice in Wonderland, those type of things are not right. owned by anyone anymore. And you can make your own movie if you want. Um, and that's great. And Winnie the Pooh, I don't know how this happened because uh, essentially, I think it was because they, Winnie the Pooh was introduced before Disney really had a strong relationship with that IP that mm -hmm. they just are just now part of the public domain. So essentially if any of us wanted to make a Winnie the Pooh movie, we could, which is great because guess what? Somebody is. Um, and it's exactly what no one wanted, but we'll see how this goes. Winnie the Pooh blood and honey is coming out and we are essentially getting Winnie and piglet on a Murris rampage after eating Eeyore. <laughs> Wow, spin AA malign spinning in his grave. Or Sean, or, don't or let your kids listen to this episode. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I would, I, yeah, highly recommend. Not so much. Um, yeah, so this is just a very odd one. Uh, Christopher Robin is pulled away from them, and he's not giving them food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult because they've had to fend for themselves so much. I would, I would say, I would say, after eating Eeyore, there was plenty of Pooh. Oh! Well, they, they, they've essentially become feral. <laughs> Oh, great. Yes. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. And they showed what? some images where they're, like, wearing, like, I don't know if it's bad CGI masks, and they're about to attack a girl. And Yeah, it's in a hot wow. tub. Wow. Wow. A busty lass. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I don't know who the girl is, but shouldn't it be Christopher Robin they want to kill versus her? 
Well, you know, maybe that's his girlfriend. And then you see, well, you see a lot of, here's a bunch of women hanging out. Is Christopher Robin a female? All these, no, there's, there's a dude. Um, yeah, this absolutely has the complete vibe of the lowest of low budget, like below the threshold of Blumhouse and directed by some guy who's like, oh my God, this is my dream to make something so super edgy and it's burp, a fan burp, this thing and that thing. It's oh fan my fic. God. Oh, it's it truly just, it, is. It truly it, is. It reminds me of those, uh, like the the what is it, Five Nights at Freddy's? Todd, it's wasn't like, it, showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese? Right, I'm gonna isn't, kill you. Isn't that remind one of your uh, one of your beloved ska bands had the song One Step Beyond? This is One Step Beyond. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Madness. Yeah, One Step. Yeah, Beyond, there you yeah. go. Oh yeah, my god. Times. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't think maybe that song will be in this show. But, I think you know, so. Like, please. Uh, and maybe we'll get a spinoff game out of this as well, kind of like that weird like Murder Bear game back in the day. Show. Oh, oh Murder Bear. That sounds. Remember great. that I, that teddy I'm bear that would kill people game. The Dang and Rompa. Moriarty loved it. No, it was like this. I can't remember what it is. I'll. I'll Tell her one later, but it was this dumb movie about a, a teddy bear that would murder people. Oh, a movie? Weird. No, I have no yeah. idea. Well, it's actually a video game. This it's looks amazing, but I, so I'm I'm day one on this. I cannot <laughs> really? wait to watch. No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but like, we need twist. The world, the world is a nightmare. We need garbage stuff like this to just sure. mix things up, spice it up, mess oh with God. the whole. You know what this? But you know what this is actually going to do is this is going to happen. And somebody's gonna have to change like the copyright laws. They're gonna have to extend stuff to like two hundred years, right. or whatever it is. So, so like, you're saying that this film will will might be the last engender <laughs> real change in the world. It, it might, and maybe that's it. it. It's an interesting. I mean, the movie is one thing, and the story around it is hilarious and good for them oh for coming God. up with it and producing it and convincing somebody to invest the dollars and convincing right. cameramen to shoot it and convincing actors to be part of it. All that kind of stuff. Good for them. I think that's awesome. So the, the piglet bill will be introduced in 2023 <laughs> right exactly yes dude the uh, tigger is just gonna kill he's gonna be a serial killer he tigger just like go around he's stacking bodies man he, oh. so is this gonna be eeyore's law kind of like what was it mary's law or whatever it is one of those about just well then i, I want know. the prequel like you laid out the plot like this demands a prequel what happened to eeyore like that better be a scene like let's let's get after it so if we really want to explore it there's a lot of meat on the bone here if you will oh i i, I won't Take, take I, it back. Take I it think, back. I think the more maybe the more interesting part about this is just the fact that we are at an era now where we've been celebrating some of these IP for so long. And maybe the digital age has extended the life cycle or lifespan of some of these some of these things where you go like, is it is the 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 copyright laws? Are they still serving in the way that they were before? Mm-hmm. Where 100 years right. seem like an eternity. It's like a child made it up. It's like, I'm going to have $100 when I grow up. It's like that's that, that, not all that much. Well, Reminds me of old laws, the episode of The Simpsons where they have to go to the town charter and uh, and it says, you know, it, it's legal to place squirrels in your pants for the right. purpose of betting. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's why I always have to refer to Mark or, or another Canadian and say, what do they do in Canada for this? The U.S. is doing this. What does Canada do? <laughs> it, it, is someone... Exactly. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Chipmunks. Uh, chipmunks. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I love uh, it. I the first, love it. the first, the first daughter Beaver. must ride a moose uh, onto her wedding celebration. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you, you go, go far enough north, yeah, it's um, it's beaver there. instead of a dog sled. It's actually beaver sleds. They just. Oh. <laughs> 
Those poor beavers are losing their minds. How often do you have to swap them out because they die? I, I misspoke. I misspoke. For land travel, it's dog sleds. In the water, it's oh. actually beavers. Oh, there you go. Yeah, do, you just, yeah. do you strap them to your feet like uh, <laughs> like like water shoes? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Like beavers per hour, like miles per hour. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If they respect you, they'll flip the tails on the water. Synchronize. Exactly. Oh, there you fashion. go. Mm-hmm. Keeps oh, it running. Well. So two on the back like, uh, like, a, like a motorboat. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So pivoting from a not so happy story to a more really fun, just goofy stuff. Talking about the man we talked about who's making the next Star Wars film. He's made he's made Thor such a fun character oh, in that universe yes. and brought so much vibrance to it that uh, we got a better look during the NBA uh, uh, playoffs of the the Thor movie. Uh, we had this great. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The character was it Korg? Yes, telling yeah, the Korg, story right. of Thor, how right. he's been brought in and basically resurrected, and we got awesome more more pictures or images of Natalie Portman, and we also got Russell Crowe fully gotten the Zeus on, and then we got a fully naked uh, Chris or Thor. Call them whatever you will. Yeah, they, and they, yeah, they, I have never seen a trailer that had something blurred out. I thought yes. that was awesome. Uh, I mean, a, a green band trailer, obviously, a red band trailer. You see all kinds of things, but yeah. well, I don't think we're getting that in the release anyway. Sure. No, you, know, you, know, you, you don't. You don't think they're going to cut it? But the um, yeah, immediately when the wags went to work on this afterwards, and all the oh, all the Easter eggs you missed. The tattoo on his back is he has a tattoo of Loki on his back. Like in oh, really? Words. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, again, you know, new rock stars or any of those other YouTube channels that I'll tune into with the Easter egg videos, that'll be one of them. So plug, plug, plug. Send me some money, buddy. Yeah, and apparently a big part of this movie is Valkyrie's looking for a queen um, to run um, Asgard. So it's a love story, essentially, which is love, you know, you know, uh, love and thunder. And we, we might see Natalie Portman rekindling with Thor, and we got more with uh, Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher, and no, right. he doesn't. You know, butcher meats for the gods. Sorry, I guess he's not. Yeah. He's not he also apparently has a, he has a mouthful of black stuff. That's his deal. He's yeah. like, bah, 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 bah. and it's kind of disappointing that they just basically made him an albino versus the way he looks in the comics, which he looks a little bit alien. And yeah. um, that's why we're getting the other gods. The, the the we're getting the 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 basically the Greek gods involved because he kills not just Norwegian gods, but he kills right. also other uh, eras of gods. So this right. could open up the door for, you know, Egyptian gods, which would bring in Moon Knight. So this could be really mm. a big deal. Yeah, nice. I, I can't wait. I mean, and I talked, obviously, before we got everything rolling on the summer movie wager, when uh, the teaser trailer for this dropped, I said this will be the movie of the summer, box office-wise. But even now, I mean, that, that could be totally off. Doctor Strange continues to do very well. As a matter of fact, I think I crank some numbers on that Todd even just looking at the way things are kind of where they where they sit right now strange is uh kind of holding his own but again where do I have that everything's doing well right now yeah right yeah he's he's at about 350 domestic 354 um so yeah so there but yeah you know with Top Gun coming along and the buzz it's getting and then but so yeah and then Jurassic uh, world is going to drop uh, June 10, and then Thor's month after that. So I am fascinated to see how how good things are going to do. Good stuff. Yeah, and Sean, do your kids go to the movies, or are they too young? Is it worth the trip? We Well, I mean, we're still kind of coming out of the pandemic a little bit, and we haven't mm-hmm. really had something that really resonates with them. We watched um, 
the Chippendales thing on an iPad when we were camping last week. And that's kind of where Perfect. we're at. So I yeah. am looking forward to it, but no, there's, um, I don't even know if this would be the one that I would take them to, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like Lincoln really sure. isn't into the, the superheroes nearly yeah. as much as his cousin is. His cousin James is about uh, a couple months older and he's all into Hulk and especially Hulk, Hulk and Iron Man and stuff like that. So it's just, it's really interesting. You kind of put it in front of him and he's like, nah, onto something else. And maybe, at a, maybe just at another time, you know, so I have a recommendation see. for your kids. Uh, it's called Superhero Squad. It's on Disney Plus. And it's oh, like, I've seen it's it. A, it's a oh, it's such a good show for kids. Yes. It's goofy, Modoc. It's hu- goofy humor, lots of farts, and just, oh lots just, of, oh lots my of God. God. That one and that one goes back a bit. So because I watched yeah. that with my son when he was young, yeah. and yeah, it was it was a giggle. So good stuff, kids. All right, well. That's about the size of it. Uh, the news comes to a draw. Time to get out. I just got a new phone. I don't know if I have the Skugtown app up yet, but let me download it uh, so I can get us an Uber so we can get down to Nast- Nastyville. That's right. I'm talking about the Geek Easy where we're going to be breaking down stuff we're enjoying. So let's go for it. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. And oh my, we are on the cusp of so much entertainment that I am not even going to talk about Stranger Things this week. It will be nope. next week, yes. but we will, we'll, we'll be talking about kind of what's taken over the internet right now. And Sean, let's let's start with you. What have you been geeking out about, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all over Obi Wan. I think we can jump on into that. But I'm uh, we're, we actually started a, a little Patreon exclusive podcast over at Carpool Gaming called the Geek Out. So we're just gonna we're just kind of honoring Bobby uh, a little bit with that one. And we went yeah. through a spoiler cast of Scott Pilgrim books one and two. And I'm just like. I've been waiting for this for a long time because, of course, I have probably the exact same sickness, disease, condition as you guys where I cannot just enjoy content on it or or movies or books or anything on its own without creating content. I've got to link right. mm-hmm. enjoying yep. something with actually creating content. So I've been I've been waiting for the, the podcast to kind of get kicked off for our patrons, and now I've got a whole shelf full of stuff I'm going to be catching up on. Scott Pilgrim is where I'm starting. And I just I'm totally in love with these books. And I don't I what I'm enjoying most about talking about them is kind of just exploring what exactly is it that I find it so endearing? Like, is it the art style? Is it the writing? Is it the characters? Is it what like it's this weird mashup of video games in real life? Is it the fact that it's Canadian? And in the end, at least at this stage, I think that it's just all of those things. Scott Pilgrim is something that, again, I just see a lot of people really excited about it saying it's the greatest thing in the world. And I'm kind of like crossing my arms over here going like, can't be that good. And then I read the first little bit and I'm, I'm completely infatuated with this. So this will go down as my, I've said it before, this will go down as my gateway drug into comics. I've, it's something, it's an area of, of geekdom that I've wanted to get into for a very, very long time. And some of it will be superhero stuff, but honestly, like I'm kind of more interested in the non superhero stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of just indie comics are kind of like the things that are stacking up on my shelf. And, you know, it's it's funny because you say like, oh, the smaller stuff. And it's like Saga. I've got like three volumes of Saga, like the big <laughs> hardcover books. And mm-hmm. it's about as big a, from a small 
uh, comic as you can probably get, but I yeah. read the first couple trade backs, trade paperbacks on that and just went, okay, I'm done with the trades. I'm just buying these hardcovers. So yeah. I'm kind of just enjoying even discovering what I like about comics. Like I, I've, I've collected a few singles and kind of went, well, I can't really display them anywhere. I don't really want to get into the habit of just a bunch of long boxes everywhere. I like having a nice shelf and things looking nice. So I end up with trades are kind of a, the bare minimum, but nice hardcovers mm. are kind of where I, I probably will lie. It just doesn't seem as satisfying to me. So that's, right. I, it's kind of, it's an entry into an area that I've just been wanting to get into probably since I was a kid, um, but didn't really have time, money or know how, how to get into it. And now there's just so much information out there, which is great. And a lot of like welcoming YouTube videos, which I have found quite helpful. And I'm just, yeah, kind of getting into comics for probably for the first time. Wow. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy. And then that will be our, our Thunderdome topic is yeah. really about how you navigate that, especially with over 70 years of properties. Seriously. And if you're coming in and it's like, it's almost overwhelming. It's like those video games where it's like, you see 85 quest markers. Like I have analysis by paralysis. I don't know where to start. Yeah. So we'll get that'll, into that'll, it. That'll be a good. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah. This is awesome. But Scott Pilgrim, I remember when the totally rad show, which that was my really entry into like geek, podcasting and video stuff that they recommended this book. And I'm like, what is this book? And yeah. I read it and just looked for every now uh, issue to come out and then the comic or the, the, the movie and then the video game. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm so happy to see so many people discover that book. Yeah, it continues. I've got the, the color hardcover stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And it started with just one. And then all of a sudden I've got six books. And it's like, okay, well, I'm actually going to have to create like a budget line for this thing. <laughs> like those oh books God. aren't exactly cheap either. So they're, they're breeding like triples. My goodness. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> okay. So we're going to get into the, the big one of the show. And that's something we all watched, which is Obi-Wan episode Ooh. one. Oh, Spoilers yes. are ahead. We're only going to talk about the first, uh, first episode. So uh, let's go from there. So Sean, Obi-Wan. My goodness gracious. I was surprised that, I mean, if we go even beat for beat, you fire it up and it's like, oh, we're going right to prequel celebration here. And they almost do it. I don't know what your guys' exact thoughts are on the prequels. I imagine it's very similar to most other people, but like they actually kind of do a good job of wrapping this up and go, were they good? Like those are some pretty amazing moments that we saw and I, it tricks you a little bit. Um, but they, I, the recap yeah. of the moments was was what I was celebrating, really. Binta, I, I would say, and I've said it several times over the last couple of days, again, April and I were early risers. We were up. We watched this first thing on Friday morning. I watched it again this morning. Um, and I think one of the things, if we're focusing on episode one, uh, the, the first episode, that is so absolutely staggering is that in between five and six minutes, I didn't look at the time mark, they take everything that you need out of the prequels and put it into the single. Totally. Recap. Yeah. So, so for, so for the, you know, one of the bigger prequel haters that I know, which is Todd, uh, and prequels in general, but the star Wars and I, Todd, if you ever like, wow, what was it? You can go to the Obi-Wan page on Disney plus yeah. click over to extras. And this is available on its own. And you just be like, Oh, I wonder what the exact word was that Anakin said when they were when Qui Gon was on fire at the end of that movie or whatever. So there it's like it's like the Phantom Cut with one right with all yes. of the, the yeah. you took you took yeah you took basically you know five and a half hours of movie and broke it into five minutes and you you didn't think they could do it but they they oh really I thought that I, I, there's about five minutes of good stuff in the prequels <laughs> <laughs> so that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Five minutes of good stuff. Well, that battles at least that, five minutes. Yeah, that 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 endured the fate. So there, yeah. ten minutes. You got ten yeah, minutes exactly. Yeah, and it's it's funny because 
I, I was just, I, I mentioned this to you, Charlie and John, and, and, and what I'm thinking of, uh, I think of a certain age, there are people that are nostalgic for the prequels. Totally. True. And we get there them, are, you know, and, and we get them yeah. over on a holocron. We've had several people that, that Mark has brought in. Because that was in. their yeah. Star Wars. Myself, right. I am not nostalgic for that. I was... I was almost 25 years old when yeah, the we were, came out. Yeah, we were, we were legal, legal adults at that point. So I, my yeah. level of, of, of understanding of like what genre shows could be, the what production values could be, and acting and directing, I put that came into my lens of the prequels. I'm like, I'm trying right. to compare it to other quality sci-fi and other movies, and I'm like, it just doesn't stack up. I understand it's exciting to see those characters on screen, but – you, you kind of have to realize it's like it wasn't well directed, written, or or acted, and you kind of saw that. And right. So it's like, what's there that's left? And it's like, oh, I love those characters, Moments. regardless of what they right. do, Moments. what they right. say. Vignettes. Yeah, they could make a sandwich, or like, oh, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, I guess, but I mean, I I appreciate that's what people like about it because it's something like myself. I love the original trilogy. Um, I know they don't hold up as well that many years later, but the difference between the OT and the prequels is you had collaborators with George who were great at things, and they they basically took George's ideas and the things where he lacked and built those, and it was a collaborative process. Yeah. And because the movie was edited by, uh, you know, his by Marsha Lucas, that's why they all worked out. She, she and, could say and, no to her husband. And you know, she then, could say, George, this is the dumbest thing in the world. And she did. She did it one. She did it one too many times, and yep. then she got the boot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I but I do appreciate things in the prequels. It's not. It's like not all bad. And I think that to your point, Sean, bringing these things back, it's like, what were the key? touchstones and those were good it was just a lot of around it was just kind of messy and it was like okay it didn't resonate with me so there's no doubt there's no doubt about that and i think but but i think it was important and the reason i even bring it up is because it was important for it to be um conveyed and demonstrated in a way that was compelling to people and like might even trick you into thinking maybe they weren't so bad but at least this moment was um was pretty good because they had a choice on what story they were going to tell here and what time frame and where everybody was at and it's it's anchored to the prequels. So you have mm-hmm. to start like the first opening of any story is going to be super important in the way that your first impressions are like people make up their minds very, very quickly. Oh, so yeah. I thought that the, the wrap up was excellent. And then it just allowed you to be in where Obi-Wan is now and enjoy it and just go. I, for me personally, I watched it and I, I felt myself go like, okay, that that's okay. We're here. And it's right after this or 10 years after. And yeah. And it's I'm okay o- with o- that. Obi-Wan's super sad life. My totally. so-called life with Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's, the same. it's like Groundhog's Day. Fold yeah. up my little meat in my little right. pot, uh, put it yeah. away. Right. Yeah. Ten, yeah. ten years is just enough time to be like distant enough from right. all of that stuff that we can go, okay, yeah. we can move on a little bit. He was like, I used to live on Coruscant, go to fancy parties, and now I'm stealing some meat. That's my life, and yeah, it was he, he was Jawa. I'm fighting with the Jawa. Yeah, oh yeah, because he's because he's, <laughs> he's stealing from me exactly. That's awesome. And then, yeah, it's just, uh, and then yeah, and then he's getting wicked burns from Owen. Boy, Owen, oh, he's so grumpy. He's so, and it's funny you so, can really see. I think a great contrast, even in the first episode, is seeing Obi Wan in the prequels, but also seeing Owen. Uh, in episode two and seeing him from there when he's a young teen and blah, blah, blah. This is my girlfriend, Baru. And then seeing him in this and he's just on his way to being that grumpy old fucker that you see in episode four. He's so, he's just he's just so like, oh, stay away from us and blah, 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 so, like you taught his dad. You suck. 
So I've got a question. This is I'm going to come off as sounding really dumb and like a noob or something. Star Wars noob. So, so Owen is what relation to Luke? It's easy. He is Luke's step uncle. Because what happened was uh, Anakin's mother, Shmi, was a, a slave who was freed, who married a moisture fam- farmer named Klee Lars, whose son is Owen. Okay. And yes, and then uh, Shmi died. Kleeg obviously dies later on. So Owen inherits the farm. He marries Baru. And then at that point, Obi-Wan shows up and hands him a baby. And, and, and then he goes, deuces, bitch, I'm out. And he goes into the desert. <laughs> that's, that's the end of episode three. It's like it's like Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet saying, "Who are you? I'm your father's mother's cousin's brother's second nephew." What does that make us? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, they are. They are to, like they are not not related at all. He's closer related to Obi Wan than he's related to. Got it. To, okay, to I wasn't sure. I'm like trying to remember. I'm like, okay, because I yeah, I don't live in Breeze Tower, so I'm like some of the connections are like a little nebulous to me. So I was yeah, sure. his yeah, Luke's Luke's only blood relation at this point is Leia, and then yeah. they they have. Have, they they have cousins back on Naboo, uh, which Got was it. another fake story that came up this week. But yeah, you saw that Padme had a sister who had two kids, and so they're related to Luke and Leia, and that seems right for something that could come by by adoption, not by blood, though. No, right. no, by blood because those those would be oh. Padme's sister's kids. Padme's oh. their mother, so cousins once removed or something. I, I never understood oh, that shit about cousins. Okay, okay. We need a whiteboard. We're getting too deep here. We need yeah, a whiteboard. We're getting yeah. too deep. Exactly. Yeah. It's like no, it's like no. it's always sunny. Yep. This parachute is an asset. Help me! Help me! Help me! Um, so yeah, I mean, as we go through this, I mean, um, and one of my my th- feelings about, I mean, it's great to see um you mcgregor come back but my one of my things i've had with 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 Anik, with um obi-wan is we've had how many seasons of seeing obi-wan in the clone wars so for my like there hasn't been a lot of not obi-wan stories which is something and right. we also had him reappear as he as he took finally killed darth maul which is i'm like so my mistake like obi-wan has a ton of content in screen and so it's not like he's been away we just haven't seen a right. live version of him right and um, this is and so, this is a it's a very in-between downtrodden office space kind of obi-wan i mean he's really yeah. i mean even as you'll you'll see as you get into the second episode he's clearly not the same guy and he's you know in the first episode he's arguing with bail when bail comes to him for this rescue mission he's like i'm not the man i once was charlie don't like, tell no that's it that was from first episode first episode episode one. One. Okay, yeah episode just take one. it easy yeah, I Gun moment, right in, right in Obi Wan, like yeah. ah, I'm retired, or maybe um, hot shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's your Danny Glover moment. But anyway, uh, yeah, Sean, please watch episode two ASAP because I uh, would shit. We should have you on Holocron uh, to talk about. Oh, this that'd be with fun. That'd yeah. be super fun. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the first episode seemed to center around like really three. Uh, like, there's a Triforce kind of thing happening here with right. Obi Wan, and then you get a little bit of Luke. Like, he's kind of you, you see him, and he's doing an Anakin thing, and it's just like I don't know if that was. I don't know if we've ever seen that before, but that that's there. Um, And then Leia and I went like, I'm, I don't know. I I was not paying attention to anything about this show going in. So I came in completely dark, like not knowing what it was about other than Ewan McGregor was going to be there. So when Leia shows up and they do a little like trickery about it, like Leia, you think it's her, but it's, she sent somebody in her place. And I thought that was super cute. And a lot of, I feel like Carrie Fisher's just, mannerisms are totally captured by this young actress and she's well she's a good she's a good actress too that helps yeah well definitely there's and there's a lot there there's a lot of nuance i think to leia that has to be 
conveyed in the performance, I think much more important than people realize until maybe you see it and you go, oh, snap, like, thank goodness that there's somebody capable in this role because Leia is so much more than just like slave Leia at Jabba's palace kind of thing. Like there's so much more to it. And they got into it in the, in the last three movies, which I was grateful for, but that's going to be with her from a young age. And this is where I get a little bit cliche where I go like as a dad of a daughter, like I like it hit me like seeing her like this. I'm like, yes, this is the story that could be told. So I was a little bit, swept off my feet to be honest with you or i was expecting to see old like kenobi kind of just get a little bit older and and aw shucks me and living his life and then i'm like oh snap like this is a is this a leia story like she could be and i hope that it is so there's way more to this than i thought that there was going to be there's you know obviously order 66 and there's jedis hiding and inquisitors but like i'm kind of hooked at leia at this moment Hooked. I, I, I've deemed the series Adventures in Baby Sithing. Oh, that's, wow. So <laughs> clever. Okay, kids, for the sake of time, let's move on. I'm, I'm taking over. I'm getting in the driver's seat. Todd, you and I both saw Top Gun. Maverick. The most American thing in the world. It was so American. Yeah. Now, you, know what's now, more, you know what's just as Canadian as that is American? I was going to see Top Gun, but I returned my tickets to watch playoff hockey. Oh, oh, there you go. They landed there on. We go. didn't know. We bought tickets at the beginning of the month. Didn't realize it was going to be Game Five. I Oilers, thought you were because you were no watching Shorzy or something like that. <laughs> watching the, uh, yeah, get the, the maple uh, syrup uh, out of the tree. I, th- I forgot to turn off the taps. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But anyway, yes, Todd. Uh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. This is thirty-five years uh, plus after the. Well, this was. It was actually filmed in. 2018 because it's supposed to come out in 2019 so this is yeah this movie is four years in the can um so but yeah following up essentially 30 plus years after the original we catch up with uh now naval captain pete mitchell maverick still in his career low ranking uh pain in the ass uh, that who is you know still breaking the rules and whatever it is gets recalled the top gun is a near dying wish from his Super best friend in the whole wide world, that would be uh, Iceman, uh, Tim Kazansky, uh, played by Val Kilmer, who they did really a very nice thing of kind of bringing, it, bringing him in. Val Kilmer has been ill for a number, Ill for a number of years. He has, I believe, he had throat, throat cancer, lost his voice. They kind of digitized him to bring him into this movie for his cameo, which was awesome. Um, Todd, I, I'm going to go on record as saying this was better than the original, hands down. You're absolutely hands, right. You're absolutely down. right. I mean, and, 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 you know, maybe you could chalk it up to the fact that, you know, the 80s gave us some very stereotypical Arnold Schwarzenegger super, you know, in commando or predator, like super cornball, like people don't talk like this. It's almost like George Lucas. But this movie had real heart. Uh, because you saw Maverick struggling with his age and his lack of willingness to compromise and pass along and then uh, being caught up in having to, you know, instruct the son of his, you know, late best friend, who was his his Rio in the first movie, uh, Goose, who was played by Anthony Edwards, who died in a, a, an accident, which, you know, ultimately was just that. And Maverick was not responsible, but still you know, left his, left this, this kid fatherless. And they didn't bring back Meg Ryan. Thank God. Cause her character or died off. Kelly McGillis. Well. Oh yeah. Kelly, Kelly McGillis. Yeah. 
thank God, because those are two faces that I don't think we want to see. Oh, but, God. oh I, I know. I'm, Charlie's I'm so rude. They I brought Ed Harris back, and man, What's that guy looks like Meg gross. Ryan. What, have, dude, Google Meg Ryan. Bad plastic surgery. Oh, okay. That is not a Kelly McGillis. What about Kelly McGillis? Yeah, oh, just right. go, but but Ed, but Ed Harris looks worse than all of them. He looks like a ghoul. He looks yeah, like a well, yeah, he movie. looks like yeah. He, well, I don't yeah. think he looks any different than he ever did. He's never been handsome. But, but regarding him, still handsome. Hey, oh, even Val Kilmer, for as ill as he was, I thought looked great. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, yeah. great, great flick. Um, I don't want to talk a hell of a lot more about it because I want to encourage people to go out and see it. I don't know about you, Todd, but um, yeah, I would say. I mean, I, I mean, one of the fears like my wife had for this movie was: is it just is it just a retread? Is it just like right. that? I'm like, you know what? They they really threaded the needle by kind of capturing things that made Top Gun cool for the '80s. Right. Sometimes they repeated those things verbatim, which I thought, like, right. oh, that's a that's a brave choice to. Well, like, I mean, that, that the song that, again you know, had almost yeah. the same opening. Yeah, um, and then it, it just felt like footage. Yeah, you're right. There was still some dialogue, and I'm like, okay, that dialogue is up, not of this time either. Um, right. That wasn't good. And then the, the, but I will say this: this movie is intense. You have to see this movie on a big screen. You really do because it is larger than life. These planes, these jets doing these fight scenes. It's intense. My God. Um, it's all ages. I mean, there's really nothing inappropriate for kids. No, it's, 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 really, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not violent and there's not, not really bad but language. It's wonderful. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you love yeah. seeing practical effects, which is a very right. easy days, it's right. full on and you feel intense and. Uh, even the Lady Gaga song worked. Right. Gaga. so 80s and over the yeah, top. Yeah, Lady Gaga. You know, Gaga. and I, I, I love it that this movie had stakes. It was all, it was based around yeah. a mission, which the the first film really had no stakes. It was just the only stakes were Tom Cruise's ego and the the ego of Val Kilmer's character and blah blah. And so yeah, this had some real stakes. Um, and you uh, you got to see some real relationships, you know. Time, you know, even uh, uh, Maverick had a relationship with a woman that was really. It seemed like it had been on and off again for decades. Uh, played by the the absolutely superb Jennifer Connelly, always been top of my hall pass list, and always will be. I nice. Her. Oh God. Oh, well, I, I, I will tell you though, Miles Teller. I think he was one of the low points of the film. I just don't think he's a very. I good, don't know. What the yeah. deal with his face is? He looks like he's. I mean, he, <laughs> no, his his he's very he's very scratched up. So I don't know if he's a, he was a prize fighter when he was you know when he was in high school or, or he was in a car accident or something. But if you closes up his face. He's, I just he's, felt like he came off very flat for someone yeah. that's supposed to be an emotional touch point in this movie. Right? I yeah. Really yeah. think yeah. he came off flat. So, I but I will tell yeah. you, my the person that I think is phenomenal, Hangman played by uh, the actor who played Chad Rock, uh, Chad Radwell, is phenomenal. He is like right. the Iceman of this movie. He is so yeah. on it, and he's fantastic. Come for well, it, And they very much mirrored that movie at the end of the film with the big, you yeah. know, they did a handshake but not a big hug. But anyway, yeah, so, anyway, so yeah, Todd, uh, for the sake of time, take us home. What do you got? Yeah, so Sean, you mentioned this movie, Rescue Rangers, on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Holy cow. This movie, it's out. Uh, sorry, I will try not to do a lot of spoilers because part of the fun of this movie, this is this is like Roger Rabbit part two. Totally. In the way it was yeah. a murder mystery, bringing in all of these different characters from all these different uh, properties. And I was amazed at all the things they brought in. I'm like, 
they could bring in that character. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a Disney film, and they got everyone to basically climb on board. And one of the things that's already out there is the ugly Sonic cameo. <laughs> it's like Ugly Sonic is are, like are from you, two years ago. Oh, I mean, you're talking about you're talking about the one where the, the first trailer where Sonic looks like he's some yes. kind of he's some kind of chupacabra. <laughs> so they actually had that ugly Sonic. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was it was hilarious because Charlie part of it was part it kicked off in like at a Comic Con and you had all yeah. of these like sub sub tier characters. One of the ones <laughs> that you'll love, and I'll just give it away. Tiger from that really horrible Avengers United animated series oh, they had tigra? that version of tigra in there oh yes. god i i love tigra very sexy character but yeah easy to get wrong because yeah. she's just orange she's a tabby cat in the bikini i mean come on. it's it's a weird look but 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 this movie it was written by the lonely island the lonely island guys oh so god really well that's what got me that's yeah i would have ignored this movie forever and ever and ever even even with the the ugly sonic thing out there but it was oh when i heard god. that they were involved i'm like i am totally in on this uh, and they I'm nailed the it That's yeah they crushed oh, it. oh yeah all right we'll watch it we'll watch it yeah it did the and it did the rarity of you know typically your movies are like oh it's on and then you get that like dip in the middle where wow did this run out of writing talent and they yeah. ran out of things to talk about <laughs> and then it peaks again this movie felt very much on point Almost the whole way through. So, and one of the things, one of the, and Sean, I don't know if you've seen this or your kids have seen those, those, those movies that are like the direct to video that are not necessarily quite right. I love what they do with this. It's, the, it's tra- the, the transmorphers, good stuff. Yes, it's on that level. Yeah, so, so definitely see it. It's, it was definitely my highlight of yeah. last week. It was wonderful. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, that does it for the Geek Easy. So as always, time to get the hell out of here. Todd, for the 400th time, let's skip out on the bill because they don't deserve it. It's time to buzz up Air Qantas. We've got to get to the land down under. That's right. It's time for the Thunderdome with the mutants and the topic. So let's go. One engage. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tino. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we've got a topic. And I thought this was great because I've been watching Sean's journey with really uh, discovering comics, getting into them, um, and and my thought processes and Charlie's we've both been in comics for years and we both have fallen in and out of love with comics throughout the the years. So we've had touchstones that have brought us back because we kind of had a baseline in it. But in regards to Sean's perspective where he's essentially now given so many options to read comic books, so many digital stores, so many physical versions, so many publishers. So, and you know, so many storylines, it's like, where do you navigate? So I, I wanted to, kind of really get Sean's viewpoint on what is that pers- what is that experience like and then from that perspective maybe we have some recommendations as well and, and anything you've read recently like hey I'd recommend this to new readers so let's go from there so Sean um, what when did it really start where you're like man comics I want to get in, back into this thing or I want to really get into it I think even to go even further back, like the where it really um, started for me of an, an appreciation of superheroes in particular was, I mean, X Men the cartoon back in the '90s is a is a huge part of it. The Spider Man uh, cartoon in the '90s as well. But the thing that like got me into the collectible nature was, aside from my hockey cards, as a good Canadian boy does, um, <laughs> was Overpower. Uh, the the 
sort oh, of yeah. Magic the Gathering light, but starring, you know, a bunch of Marvel characters. And oh, I, I, I'll never forget, like, the feeling of going to the local comic book store. It was called Comic King. Just a no-frills, all-comics kind of store. At least at that point, there was also collectible cards. And Dad would take us over there. And, and me and my two brothers, we each got our starter deck. And that kicked us off of just... Now we're now we're now we're in. We're buying booster packs. We're buying boxes. We got our binders going, and the obsessive trying to complete the set and everything that uh, was a little out of reach for us. It was because it, it's not cheap. It, it was an expensive kind of hobby, but for us, it was something, and for me particularly, like that I could understand. And it had a box that I could fill. Like it had two. It had um, a quantifiable number of cards that I could collect, and I would play a game with my friends, and it was ongoing. So like the, I guess there was value there in addition to all of those other things that made it palpable for for me to dive into. But in order to get into this thing, I had to be like quite aware of comics because I would go to a comic store to do it. But I just, to your point, Todd, like I was always very overwhelmed with like, where do you even start? And it's never ending was, I think kind of the the other piece was even if I started, uh, I don't know, even, I don't even know what you call, I'm such a noob at this stuff, like the, the little, the hold boxes, I guess, that they would have. Like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be buying that stuff forever. And I just, it, that's not how my mind worked. We were, we were raised, like I said before, we we're buying shreddies and, and separate <laughs> brown sugar. So this notion of like this forever have uh, hobby, um, wasn't really, wasn't really going to align. So I was well aware of it. Saw all my friends getting into it. I had an appreciation, uh, for the art of it. Uh, my, my neighbor and I, neighbor, Matt, my best friend from, from, the beginning of time for me, we would go to the library and get how to draw superheroes the Marvel way with Stan Ooh, Lee. Yeah. And, and classic, oh yeah. classic. So we would, we would try to draw, we would try to get into it. So I was like comic book adjacent forever, like just outside and yeah, watching cartoons. I loved it. Watching the movies really liked it. I loved when Spider-Man kind of changed the deal with everything. So, but I just wasn't into comics and this, I don't know. I, I guess I was satisfied with other things, but it always confused other people. Like, what do you mean you're not into not into the stuff? And <laughs> I don't know. I've waited until I've had kids to make this plunge as if this is when I've got all the time in the world, which I absolutely don't. Um, <laughs> right. But I guess at a certain point, I just realized there was there's there was like an on, an on ramp onto this thing. That it could be everywhere. It's it's never ending. But I have a weird appreciation for Todd McFarlane. Uh, local boy, uh, grew up in Alberta and wow. of course did spawn, but you know, I, I knew him originally from spawn actually. So I like when he kind of did that, but then discovering th of course his, his origin story, I think is one of the more fascinating thing. And then him alongside Jim Lee and everybody else that eventually ended up creating image. And you guys know that story much better than I do, but For I'm sure. just like, I found my in because now I'm into the creators behind it. I know the stories behind, or at least some of them behind these comics. And that's that's generally been my kind of approach with most entertainment. I I appreciate it much more when I know what's behind it. There's albums that I listen to that like I think are garbage, and then I hear what was the inspiration behind it. I'm like, oh, I like this music much more. It's the same music, but my my understanding of it is it is changed. And I think that's kind of what is what happened with with comics is I started to learn more and more about Todd McFarlane and everything that he was doing, the way he changed Spider-Man and all this other stuff and the way he introduced Venom and all that stuff. I'm like, OK, this is the rabbit hole. I have fallen I was, in. Uh, I was uh, an original reader of that McFarlane run. So that was in 1980. 
seven. That's awesome. Um, I was 11. Yeah. And uh, it was the first artist that I'd ever seen that really pushed the envelope. Things were yeah. fantastical. And he was, you know, he, he made the webs things. look yeah, like this web. Yeah, he was, the webs. Yeah. He was taking lip when you hold it up to like a, like a, a you know, a JR senior, or you hold it up to like an Alex Saviak, who was another Spider-Man artist of the time where things were just very plain, yeah. you know, and, and very, very plain and predictable. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. Yeah. McFarland again, it was almost kind of too much for me at the time. I was like, oh, I don't know if I really prefer. This, yeah. Totally. Looking, I get that. looking, Looking back, he was he was pushing the envelope, and that's how art grows by pushing beyond. And he that, didn't that, read the Marvel way to draw comics. He didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he went to your local library and said, "Fuck this!" I'm, I'm <laughs> throws drawn, it yeah, drawn it the drawn it the Todd way. Let's go. And that was it. Like, there's so much attitude from him. Like, he's such a cocky dude, right? Like, he's just oh, his yeah. personality, and it comes out in his drawings, and it comes out even now. And of course, he would go on to do what he did because that's that seemed to be just like in his DNA, which is super fascinating, but it's definitely, and you guys, again, you guys have much deeper knowledge of this kind of stuff. But for me, Todd McFarlane was the one where I went, Oh, I get him. He draws like this. Like when I look at an image, like that is probably Todd mm -hmm. McFarlane. I can actually start to spot yeah. it now. And so from an artistry standpoint, I started to, I got a bit of an on-ramp there as well, where I, where I'm, I, it's something for me to identify. It's kind of like when you learn a new language and like you don't even know where the words start and stop. Like, how are you supposed to move on from there? And for right. me, it's, it was kind of the same thing with comics where like once I started to understand, okay, that's Todd and that's his style. And that's how we made things different. And the Spider-Man eyes are gigantic and the webbing and he's actually allowed to like shoot at the, at the panel, like to the camera. All these things started to really, really interest me. And before I knew it, I still am not reading any comics, by the way. I'm reading all this other stuff. And so before I knew it, I started to narrow down what I should actually start looking for and what I should actually start buying. And that led me to even like this is some foundational fundamental stuff. Like what's the difference between a, a single single issue versus a trade paperback? And what's an omnibus? And what's all, all these other it's a graphic novel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was right. this is just how my brain works. I just I never had the framework for how comics work. And as soon as that started to click into place, I'm like, I feel comfortable. I can at least speak the language a little bit and start to look for some of these things. Now I kind of went off the deep end a little bit and bought way too many comics and subscribe. I've, I've, I established my first VPN so that I could start a, a amazon.com account instead of amazon.ca so that I could it's establish comicsology. a comicsology. Yeah, exactly. Cause you can't yeah. get the unlimited here. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, that's you, Comicsology doing. Unlimited is not available in Canada. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. You I mean, have I mean, Comicsology, but not Unlimited. Yeah, I wanted the and, subscription. And, yeah, and, and I know neither is uh, Marvel Unlimited because it was something that we wanted to share with Mark uh, yeah. back when he and I were doing a, Mark. Star, yeah, doing a lot of Star Wars comics uh, for our early uh, it, when we first started doing Holocron, and and he couldn't get them. So he, so I, yeah, he could he could read mine off of Comicsology because I bought them. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, the gateway, which really made comic books so much more approachable now than they used to be. To your right. point, you go to a shop, often you bought issue four, five, you come back six weeks later, oh, we ran out of issue six. Sorry, you can't right. get it. So yeah, now you're like, I'm mm -hmm. missing a chapter of the story. Right. But now we're in a, in a method, and, and Sean, when, when Charlie and I grew up with comics, treat paperbacks were a rarity. It was always like right. the Marvel Masterworks where it like captured like, 30 issues of Spider-Man from like 1965. I don't want it. I want the more recent storylines. But they're yeah, like, and, nope, and, we're not and, doing and, it. And those were later still. And, and again, they were hardback, okay. which for a kid puts it out of the price range. You know, when you're going yeah. and spending like, oh, I got this 
this comic and oh the cover price originally 40 cents and i'm paying a dollar for it because it's from 10 years ago right that's all cool and exciting but yeah that was uh, yeah uh, pouring through those old bins and looking through that old stuff but yeah in the digital age uh and again i'm a very lapsed reader uh i it's been probably over a year since I had a host of different subscriptions that I would have. And I, I what I did is I did print books because it was 50% off if you subscribe to a print book that you, that you had an auto renewal. So I would get it and Marvel coded all of them. So I would put the code in and then read the book and put the book away. Well, then I got to the point that I was just putting the book away. Then I got to the point that I'm decided to get rid of all the books. And now I'm to the point where I just, I have Marvel Unlimited for life, but I rarely open it anymore. So yeah. I'm not reading I'm not reading anything right now. I'm really, really, really lapsed. Yeah. But but, but again and, and, but again everything comes in cycles. You know what yeah. I mean? Like my wife had a surgery earlier this week. She's fine. Uh, but I was in the hospital for, you know, eight hours with her. And so I brought my iPad and opened up Marvel Limited and I caught up on the most recent little miniseries that the Marvel Star Wars comics did, which I talked about on our last show, which I ended up enjoying very much. Um, but again, then I read, I, I was flipping through, I said, recommended for you. And it's bringing up things that are somewhat topical. Doctor Strange, uh, things related to Thor, She-Hulk, first issue of the She-Hulk from 1980. I read that. It's written by Stan Lee. It, you could tell because it had all of his lack of thought process and everybody says what they <laughs> think. Yeah, exactly. Just what you talking about, Junior? I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Shaq, look, now I'm strong and I can flip over this car. Rah! Yeah, that was that All that internal that. doubt and thought balloons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Charlie Cycles, I read a lot when I was a kid. I stepped away from comics because of life. And then I got back into comics in high school because of image, because yeah. I was seeing things that were so different than what had just been the standard in comics. And that opened up my mind to new comics and new in independent books and things like that. Um, I even joke, Charlie always jokes about my love of a comic book called Milk and Cheese. And it was just this uproarious comic about a drunken piece of cheese and dairy and it said dairy gone wrong which i thought was great it was just like right. goofy and dumb but i continued that path and it's just my my i, I still love capes and cows but yeah. where i feel like comics are doing the best work right now is telling stories just in a visual medium yes. so um <laughs> i mean which is fantastic and comicsology to your point sean is the best way to really dip your toes in definitely Every right. medium. It's got manga. It's got mm -hmm. independent books. It's got unique books right. that are made exclusively for comicsology. But it's also got DC and Marvel and other big publishers. So if I recommend any service, it's Comicsology Unlimited because right. you get a little bit of everything. Now, it's not right. as deep as the others, but it's like it's six bucks a month. And you have years of reading ahead and you can experience all new stories, which is fantastic. Right. And then on the flip side of it, Todd, there are the, the two, you know, big powerhouses are Marvel Unlimited, uh, which I've had a subscription to on and off for almost a decade, you know, and you and I, you and I have gone back and forth. You shared that. Shh, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear us sharing. Don't get us, Disney. Don't get us. Uh, and then DC finally got into it now and their service is called, what is it called, Todd? Infinite DC Universe uh, Infinite, and Infinite, yeah, it's, so it's basically their their equivalent now, except for Marvel right. does uh, they do books older than three months are added to the service. DC's at right. six months, but beyond right. that, they're equivalent, which I love because right. once again, um, individual comics are like well, I don't know what they are Canadian, Sean, but oh. I mean, they're at least four bucks here, right. Which is crazy. I mean, my Marvel Unlimited subscription, because I do the the plus one, because you get 
additional discounts, which I don't use. But what I do it is for is the, <laughs> the, uh, the Marvel uh, Legends exclusive figure, which I throw in a box and wait for the value to rise so I can sell it, which basically pays for the subscription. But again, Todd and I share it. No, we don't, Disney. Stop it. Uh, and, and I can crack it open whenever, you know what I mean? And I can, you know, so it's like I'm very slowly rereading the 1998 uh, Mark Wade uh, George Perez Avengers run because that was some, some of the finest uh, Avengers work that has been done in the, in the modern age. Or, you know, I'll go back and revisit an old, you know, classic like Secret Wars or something like that. So I'm a bad example. Uh, but because, because I, again, I've been in this life. I got my first comic when I was six. It was it was not Capes and Cows. It was a Star Wars comic. So it was licensed. It was uh, issue sixty, which I picked up at the pharmacy in my small town in Metro Detroit, where I grew up. Uh, and then it, w- it wasn't until four years later when some kid was passing an old, you know, uh, Ross Andrew Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man comic from the seventies around that Spider Man got his hooks into me, and it, and it has been ever since. So. I think this is a good point at this point. Um, I think we're going to make some recommendations. So, Sean, do you have any recommendations for new readers in regards to specific books or um, where you would head? I mean, Saga, is it seems to be just a no-brainer to, to me. Like, um, I remember, yeah. I, I don't know, it, but it is a little um, – hmm. when, when people say – yeah, adult is maybe the word. Like, people say Heavy, mature, and it's yeah. like, is it mature? Sure. I'm not sure. But, like, yeah, it's definitely um, – it's advanced. It's it's kind of – it's the, the imagery there is something else. And to the point of – I don't – like, I, I kind of have my fill of, of capes and cowls, as you, as you put. Like, I – kind of have that in, in the movies like i i can look for something else here and that's probably the most satisfying thing i can't help but um recommend scott pilgrim i just think that is absolutely phenomenal um and for me there's this weird kind of balance of am i looking for something completely new which those two things i think are or where can i scratch a little bit of nostalgia which is hard to do because i don't have comic nostalgia necessarily um but uh x-men legends is a series that oh, i good book. is mm. really really fun to, it's just like the the illustrations and the coloring and everything just it just it's the show from from the 90s um there is also one that i discovered it's it's pretty good. Is um, I think it's called X Men ninety two. I think is what yeah. it was. So it was, yeah, it's, I mean, kind of digging some of those up here and there. So yeah. those have been yeah. those have been pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, actually jumping over to to DC. Um, these are some. I feel like I got a couple great recommendations. I need to give a shout out to, but um, there's Andrew Semichek from We the Nerdy. A bunch of people who mm-hmm. I I put out there on the internet. Today is free comic book day. It was in the middle of the pandemic or when we had a little bit of a lull and they would welcome us back in, it was not happening in the month that it would typically happen. And I'm like, I'm going to take my kids. Cause they just said, they don't know what a comic book is. So we're going to go like, they literally, this was them like three years old. They're like, what's a comic book. I'm like, all right, pack your stuff. We're, we're going over here. We're coming home with some books. And on my way over, I'm like, I want, I went in with the goal of not just taking all the free stuff. I wanted to go buy some stuff. So people, people threw out some really good recommendations to me. And I think that's when I, I took home, um, Batman, the long Halloween, which I just like mm. the, the artwork of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of other stuff there. Um, the Killing Joke was one that I saw the movie mm-hmm. version of first that I actually I, I got for Christmas this holiday, which was excellent. And I really think that I'll just read and reread that one probably once a year. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of like I'm still kind of like crushing through a bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of enjoying where where I'm at in terms of where I where I've started. But I think it's just really important to figure out what you like. And sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of to your point, Todd, like talk. Um, 
comicsology does a great job of like you could start here and like right off the start it says um these entry points are the boys which i would love to get into uh um, sagas yeah, there there's an amazing yeah. spider-man uh masterworks so yeah i'm that's kind of where i'm at at the moment and i guess we'll kind of see where we go i have cool. the i have the pet myself singular distinction it's not current but it's 92 percent current is that i've read every issue of the amazing spider-man uh, thanks to Mark. Oh, wow. And that is now uh, 900 issues of continuity. Um, and it was, well, and again, and some I've read multiple times because when I was a kid, I had the physical copies of, you know, issues 100 through 300. Then mm-hmm. I would go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But no, I sat down, like I said, I've had Marvel Unlimited for eight or nine years. And in that time I read that. I also read the ultimate Spider-Man, which was an early 2000s Great book. Yeah. And it gave us Miles Morales, Spider-Man actually near the very Absolutely. tail end of that. That is a great book. If I was going to pick, if I was going to pick one Spider-Man book, it would be that one. It would be the yeah. ultimate Spider-Man. It's very now. good. I'm yeah. scrolling through um, my, my library just to take a quick other second of like other things I've been reading descender and ascender. Um, I think those are on image as well. I don't know if you guys have heard those ones. It's uh, futuristic. Um, there's a, a boy who turns out to be a robot and it's a whole other, like it's, it's really, really interesting. And the only other one, let me, Oh, something is killing the children. Also very cool. Oh, I've heard good. Things about that one yeah. Very, yeah. very strange. So there's so much like to the, I, I I've got the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, IDW collection, volume one and Transformers. Oh, I IDW. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I want to read the Teenage Mutant Turtles Ronin book. Are we coming up on that being released as a, it's, it's going to be coming or something? soon. Yeah. But that's super expensive. It's like $8 an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way too expensive. A couple of them, but I, I realized yeah. it's all going to be collected. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hold right. off. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. so um, I, I'll just make a couple of recommendations. But I do want to say, um, Sean, you you tweeted, and uh, Dapper Tux made a recommendation. Uh, Batman Fortress by Gary Whitta. Um, this is Gary Whitta was the writer of Rogue One, uh, Star Wars yeah. Rogue One. Gary Whitta uh, is an excellent writer, and just like I think every writer out there, all of them want to write a Batman story. So this is a new one that just got released, Batman Fortress. Uh, by Gary Whitta. So yeah. thank you for Dapper Tux. Oh, year one was good too. Year one. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Time. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for my recommendations very quickly, Batman White Knight. Just heard that one. It's on Comixology. It's on DC Universe. It's by Sean Murphy. I, I just love his art style. It's so beautiful, so wonderful. But it's really a cool story about how essentially Batman goes too far. Um, and we find out that the Joker actually is the hero of the tale, which is very cool. Hmm. Um, I like what they're going after for that. Another book that's on Comixology Unlimited, which is an original by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, who did the Court of Owls and Batman Ooh, doing their favorite, own story. This is called Batman. We Have Demons. And it's a very unique story. I like it. It's it's more fantasy, but it it's I like it. And it's it's on Comicsology Unlimited. So check out that. We have demons. And then lastly, um, this book just came out, She-Hulk 2022. This is a new series with She-Hulk, especially because the series is coming out. Just mm-hmm. issue one is on Marvel Unlimited. Um, and it's by Rainbow Rowell as the writer and Rogue Antonio. It's very good. And I like it because it's a new take on uh, She-Hulk, especially when She-Hulk has a series coming out. So even that book would be a great primer and starter if you don't know anything about She-Hulk. So it's there. Cool. Nice. Good deal. Rock and roll. Excellent. All right. Well, that is it for the show. But before we go... 
Sean, tell people how they can find you around the interwebs. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. This was, I never get to talk about comics at all. So it's kind of just nice to explore for a bit. Appreciate you guys very much. You're in the right corner. Let's make sure it's not another five years before we get you back. Yeah, a couple hundred more episodes. Um, In another Star Wars film, probably. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, people can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And we've got, I don't know, 40,000 shows, podcasts and and streams and everything going on at YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming, including the Xbox Drive, PlayStation Drive, Nintendo Drive. And um, yeah, but just a bunch of shows. So it's been it's been a good ride, man. It's been good. Content, content, so much content. content. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Todd, how about you? Todd, how about you? Well, when I'm not listening to the podcasts of Carpool Gaming, which are excellent, there's something for everybody in the world of gaming, check it out. Um, I am just tweeting out, having a good time, and I'm probably going to ask for more recommendations about comics and things like that, because a lot of things are outside my purview, so I want more of those to read more comics, so I don't, you know, take that opportunity away, because I love comics, and I just need to get more of those. But beyond that, I'm gaming, I'm having fun, getting ready to move to our new house, so that's it with me. And where do they find you, Todd? That was my actual question. Oh, at Tioxtra <laughs> on Twitter, yes. And check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of fun there. This episode will be there. And you can yes, see our indeed. reactions to stupid things that I say. <laughs> Fantastic. And I, uh, you can always find me over on Twitter at the C3, spell it out. Uh, I also create a lot of the content you see over on our Secret Friends Unite Facebook community pages. And my lovely wife, April, and I run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of Starfleet, the international Star Trek fan club out there talking about Trekking. And you can find us on all socials at uh, that name. Uh, Friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring. Keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. I feel the need, the need for speed. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.